Welcome back, everyone. Sharon here. I hope everyone is doing well as we welcome the beginning of a new month. Don't forget this month has Valentine's Day. I'm sure everyone has a partner, friend, or family member who would love a card or message from you. I have a lot to cover in today's episode. First, we'll hear more about the winner of the gift basket giveaway. Then you'll hear my special interview with one of Kusawati's most famous owners. Later, I'll question a certain board member about his no vote in last Saturday's board meeting. We'll also have details on a voluntary litter cleanup being organized for this Saturday by one of our amazing neighbors. Spoiler alert, Kusawati has a Grinch trying to trash the idea. No pun intended. Finally, Smarticus drops by to help us understand some Kusawati rules, so stay tuned. We're back. Last week, I slapped on my four-ply face mask and headed out to meet the winner of our newsletter subscriber gift basket giveaway. Her name is Lisa. She lives on Monarch Drive in Eagle Mountain. Lisa's a newbie in Kusawati. I am so glad she moved in as our neighbor. We had a wonderful conversation about her interests and her artwork. I learned that she creates the most beautifully intricate art patterns by painting with dots. Check out her Facebook page. It's called The Artful Daughter. Also, I quickly realized Lisa has a heart of gold. She's passionate about volunteerism and helping dogs in need. She moved here from Florida where she was involved in dog rescues, foster programs, and elderly dog rehoming. She's a kind-hearted, super special lady as well, and a great new neighbor. And now, an exclusive Kusawati Today interview with one of our most famous residents, straight from the North Pole of Georgia. He really needs no introduction. Merry Christmas to everybody and have a happy, happy New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yes, believe your ears, it's Santa Claus. His parents named him Von Redmond, but everyone in Kusawati calls him Santa Von. He's easy to spot with his beautiful white beard and he's almost always dressed in red. Tell us, Santa Von, what is the best thing about being Santa? <laughs> and you know, the uh, only thing we try to achieve out of all this is to get a smile and and to to try to just give the the little moment of belief. What are some of your most interesting experiences to Santa Claus? Uh, there was a couple that got married, and they wanted Santa and Mrs. Claus at the wedding. So uh, I I have this internet marriage license thing that I could do, but I didn't perform the ceremony. I was just part of the ceremony, I and Mrs. Claus. Well, that sounded like a lot of fun. Anything else? There was a little boy, and I happened to see him staring at me, and he was, when he was in line, every time I looked up, he was, like, he was staring at me, and I thought, well, this is different, waiting for him to come up, and then when he came up, I finally got a chance to talk to him, and we were chatting, and I said to him, 
what would you like for Christmas? What would you like Santa to bring you? And, of course, all these other children would say, you know, this computer, that computer, this big doll. And this little boy sat there and said, well, Santa said, the only thing I would like is a pair of shoes and a pillow. And, you know, Mrs. Claus standing next to me, she just about broke down in tears. Boy, I tell you, I just wanted to make sure that he got what he wanted. It's wonderful. You have a big heart. What other kinds of things do you enjoy? Doing hospitals is really uh, a touching thing that we do. That is always nice. The hospital, the children's ward, and so on and so forth. There was a story you were telling me about some kids that lost their parents. Could you explain that? And the children were ages 11, 9, and 7. The accident happened, and both parents perished. So they were being raised by their grandparents. When, when, when I heard about this, I decided to see if I could help out some way or another. And what we did was we took up a means of collections, and we bought all three children bicycles. Christmas, and we delivered them. And, of course, I dressed up in my suit, and we went on over and found out where they lived, went on over there and delivered them the bikes for Christmas. It was a very happy moment at that time that they got to celebrate, and that was very touching to all of us. And we learned something very new that day, uh, how important it is just to see a smile and some joy in a person's life. May I ask, how did Santa handle the COVID pandemic? We took a room in our house that we have, and I converted it into a little studio. And I green screen, do a virtual background, that Christmas background or whatever, that we might decide to use. Because we do people around the world. We just don't do local people. And when you do people in other countries, like in the, in the East, uh, they're 12 hours difference in time 12 hours earlier so you gotta be doing santa if it's 12 o'clock noon their time it'll be midnight our time you arrange your call for that particular time of day so you know you have calendar setups for all that and you have different programs it makes it a better a better deal for the people that's making the call in and you can video chat live with them you can also uh, get a, a a chip or you can get a USB card or whatever you want to uh, record the session. And then I can record it or, or, you know, they can keep it on their system or however they want to do it. And how long have you lived here in Kuswati? About maybe five years, five or six years. Uh, I, I think six years uh, we found our real estate agent that brought us up in here in Kusawati and we wanted a place that we and was ready to move into. And so this is where we we found our our home that we're living in at the present moment. And the rest and, is history. And the rest <laughs> is history. And here we are, slaying all. What's the best thing about living in Kusawati? Uh I am just very, very thankful for uh, the people, our friends that we have, and uh, all, all of our acquaintances that we that we meet here in Kusawati, they are nice people. Uh, I just have a big time 
chatting with them, and most of the people that were I where I'm at have a tendency wanting to stay to themselves. Now there are exceptions to the rule. No matter where you go, you're going to have a few that that decide that they want to do a little bit more than than that. But but we uh, we just seem to be uh, here and enjoying life as usual every day, and it's always a blessed day when you can get up and smell the roses, and 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 it's always it's always a good day that way. Thank you, Santa. We are so grateful to have you as our neighbor. Thank you for having me. Bless you. Bye-bye. I wish this whole episode could be so cheerful, but we also have some serious business to discuss. Last Saturday, the board approved a 60-day trial of an official CRRA Communications Committee Facebook page. The idea is to use Facebook to get information to owners quickly and accurately. Owners can then interact with comments and questions, an open forum of sorts. The Communication Committee's recommendation passed 10 to 6. One of those no votes was my husband, Joseph. He's here in the studio to explain himself. Joseph, you better get a cup of coffee. I've got a lot of questions for you. Okay, Sharon, ask away. Well, first off, the chair of the Communications Committee is your fellow board member, Virginia Chapman. She promised the committee would accurately communicate on behalf of the board. Enrique Bertrand added that everything would be done strictly by the book. So why did you vote no? Because the board was blindsided by this recommendation. We had zero advance information. There was nothing about it in the board packet. It was never mentioned in any internal board email discussion. But the recommendation came from the communications committee. Didn't you listen to their Zoom meetings? Yes, I did listen to their meetings. Guess what? That recommendation was never discussed. It did not come from any public meeting of the Communications Committee. Really? So the Communications Committee must have had a private meeting. What's wrong with that? Sharon, the committee cannot have private meetings. Their charter says, and this is a direct quote, all meetings will be open for attendance by property owners. Close quote. If that committee recommendation was not voted in a public meeting, then it's a violation of their charter. Okay, they broke the rules, and they did not provide any advance notification or information to the board. What about President Enrique Bertrand's promise of transparency? I remember he ran on that promise. Yeah, tell me about it. Look, I know you're a stickler for procedure. However, Virginia did promise they would strictly adhere to their standards for social media presence. That should make you feel better. What standards for social media presence? 
That's another thing they never discussed in their committee meeting, nor was any standards document provided to the board. If there are standards for social media presence, we don't know who wrote them or what is in them. Well, didn't Virginia say she would correct that situation by emailing the standards document to the board within an hour? Yes, she said that. What does the standards document say? I'm sure you've had time to review it since the board meeting was four days ago. I don't know what it says, Sharon. Today is Wednesday and the board hasn't gotten anything from Virginia or anyone else on the communications committee. Yikes! That's horrible. Is that why you voted against the 60-day trial? Partly. I voted no because they blindsided us in the board with this recommendation. Virginia asked us to take it on faith that they would adhere to standards that we have not even seen yet. Hmm. I've seen some of Virginia Chapman's opinionated posts on social media. Look, Sharon, the Communications Committee is supposed to be producing official communications on behalf of the board. Back when the board discussed the proposed charter for that committee, I wanted a provision added to provide board members an advance copy of anything the committee planned to publish at least 24 hours before they released it. Hmm, that didn't pass. No, they said it would hamper their ability to provide timely information. So here we are, with a communications committee empowered to speak for the board, and we don't even get a preview of what they are publishing. We are just expected to trust the committee to do the right thing. Sounds like you don't trust them. No, not based on the way they handled things in the board meeting. I'm worried because only two people have the authority to review what the communications committee says on behalf of the board. Those are the GM and the board president. Let's just say that Enrique has a uh, point of view that is not shared by all 17 board members. Such as? Such as, well, on Monday, Enrique posted about me. He said that I had led Kusawati to the brink of bankruptcy. He said I raped our reserves. That's a direct quote from Enrique. Pretty strong stuff. Hardly the fact-based approach he promised us. But, but won't the good people on the communications committee ensure that everything is kosher? I don't know, Sharon. As I said, we have not even seen their so-called standards for social media presence document. And frankly, I'm nervous about some of the committee members based on their history of social media posts. Like who? Let's just say that some of Enrique's committee appointments shocked me. Like who? You got to explain that, Joseph. Okay. The most shocking one, shocking to me at least, is Beth Myros. She has hundreds of social media posts accusing board members of wrongdoing and demanding that we resign. She also posts unfounded speculation about all sorts of things. Like what? Oh, I remember something about Kusawati being called Hitler's Mountain. She also said we had no American flags at the gates. She said emails from owners are censored before they get to the board. One of her recurring accusations is that CRA doesn't do background checks. That is totally false. 
She said there are special expense accounts to fund criminal activities and that the association's attorney is in on it. This is crazy, irresponsible stuff. Look it up yourself. Most of her posts are still out there. Yikes! She sounds like a bomb thrower to me. And the board still approved turning these folks loose for a 60-day trial? Yes, the board approved the trial. And I'll be watching like a hawk to see what the communications committee does with that Facebook site. I guess we'll have to leave it at that for now. Promise you'll come back after their Facebook page is operating, okay? I promise. And one more thing, Sharon. If the committee proves that my fears are unfounded, I will be glad to eat my words and apologize right here on this podcast. Good. We'll do a follow-up after the Facebook page goes live. For now, it's time to take a quick break. We're back. Our good neighbor Dawn Reed is organizing a group of volunteers to pick up litter along the roadsides this Saturday, February 6th. Meet at the mailbox parking lot by the POA building at 10 a.m. Divide into four teams, one for each gate, and walk the road inward from the gate. Gather back at the parking lot by 1 p.m. to consolidate all to be delivered to the convenience center for disposal. Strict mask wearing and social distancing will be the rule, of course. Dawn is providing trash bags, disposable gloves, and bottled water. When Dawn told us she was doing this, we were blown away that she would spend her own money for this cleanup. Joseph was inspired to ask the GM to provide some support, including signage, yellow vests for the volunteers, and a Kusawati pickup truck in the parking lot for all the full bags. There would be no out-of-pocket costs for Kusawati because my husband Joseph offered to pay the convenience center fee. When Enrique saw Don's Facebook post asking for volunteers, he blew a gasket. Let me read his response. Quote, Keep in mind this is not a CRRA sanctioned or supported event. We are not spending a dime in this. Our cleanup day, which includes bringing dumpsters in, is in the spring. To hold community events during the pandemic surge is irresponsible and ill-advised. This is all part of the alternate reality efforts by former Treasurer Elkins and his neighbor to try to lessen the impact of the financial investigation taking place now and includes the little podcast aimed directly at myself and those trying to improve our governance. Close quote. I am absolutely shocked. Dawn's post didn't even mention Joseph, yet Enrique thinks this is some kind of political ploy. Give me a break. All Dawn wants to do is clean up the roadsides. Enrique thinks everything is about him. Grow up. As of today, 
Joseph hasn't gotten a response from the GM. I hope Enrique didn't put the kibosh on Joseph's request for safety precautions in getting trash to the convenience center. Keep your fingers crossed, everyone. Time to take another break. We're back. Please welcome our favorite know-it-all back to the podcast. His name is Smarticus. I am Smarticus. It is always a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you, Smarticus. Today... I want to quiz you about a few of Kusawati's obscure rules. Are you ready? Ask me anything. What's the rule on pets? Only cats and dogs are allowed. Oh no! What about my parrot and my goldfish? Tell them not to worry. The rule only applies to outdoor pets, not confined to the owner's property. Dogs and cats not on their owner's property must be on a leash. Did you ever try to put a leash on a cat? No, but that's what the rule says. Can I have a fence dog run to keep Fido at home? Yes, in the campgrounds... A dog run is limited to 200 square feet. No size limit in other neighborhoods. Moving on, is there a rule on noise? Yes. Quiet hours are 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Do not make annoying noises during those hours. For example? Like playing loud music or running power tools, or letting your dog bark all night. Makes sense. Common courtesy, really. I heard there's a rule on junked vehicles. What's that? A vehicle that does not have a current license is considered a junked vehicle. So is one that has not moved in 30 days. So what's an owner supposed to do? Park it in a garage or put a fitted cover on it. Okay, what about home repairs? Do I need Kusawati approval to remodel the inside of my house? No, you can do whatever you want inside your house. Do I need Kusawati approval to repair the outside of my house? No, as long as you are restoring it to original condition. Kusawati may require you to get a permit if you are changing something, like replacing a fence with a different type of fence. It is always best to ask first. Gee, Smarticus, this is getting complicated. Who do I ask when you're not around? Call the main number at the POA. Ask for the ARC Compliance Department. Thanks, Smarticus. One more question. What is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything? The answer is 42. 
This answer is in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was calculated by the supercomputer Deep Thorn after seven and a half million years of thought. Thank you, Smarticus. Anytime. Well, it's a big show. That's it for this week. Here's a tip before we go. Keep an eye on the Kusawati Committee Meetings calendar if you want a preview of coming attractions. The first meeting of the Ecological Committee is Monday, February 8th. That's where we'll find out what Enrique meant when he said that committee will be taking out a, quote, more hands-on approach, close quote, than the past Ecological Committees. The Finance Committee gets its first look at next year's budget on Tuesday the 9th. That's a Zoom meeting should give us a preview of next year's dues. Finance will also meet February the 23rd to recommend a final budget for the board's up or down vote on the 27th. On Thursday the 11th, the Architectural Review Committee meets at 9 a.m. and the Nominating Committee meets at 4.30. I'm especially interested in that Nominating Committee meeting because they're discussing adding requirements before an owner in good standing can run for the board. What hurdles will you have to clear to get on this year's ballot? All committee meetings are Zoom meetings. Listen in if you can. As we close, I want to let all of you know how much I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I really treasure you all. I really want to interview more of you, especially you board members. If you've got something to say, we'll give you the opportunity to be heard in your own voice. Well, thanks for listening. Please check out our website, kusawadi.today, for lots more interesting stuff. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, be kind.